The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Possums and people of the world, welcome to Offensive Points Podcast. In the words of the late, great Duke Nukem, we are here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, but we are all out, of, all out of gum, and we want to help you do it too. Here with my homies, Josh and Billy, we just got back from our King of the Beach draft and uh, still feeling the effects of copious amounts of alcohol and the all-powerful jet lag. So give us a follow at Offensive Points, and uh, we are praying to see Usain Bolt and Tyree Kill race for their respective Super Bowl ring slash gold medal. Please let it happen. Uh, last week was Justin Fields' day, so Krishnatis to all of you. And uh, what's Chris up, guys? To your family. <laughs> the amount of inside jokes you just poured out there was amazing. literally all it. of them, all of them from the draft, <laughs> except for Mister Nimbus. I just want to apologize exactly. to all of our faithfuls who were following the heated debate of offensive points, fighting offensive points on Twitter about drafting uh, or uh, doing a podcast last week during our draft. It was for the best that we didn't. Let's just put it that way. I had faith. I thought we could do it we could not within 20 minutes it was pretty clear that 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 podcast was probably not gonna happen it was a pipe dream it was a pipe dream that i was i, was, I, was trying I think to we would have gotten canceled i would say as soon as you spilled the beer in the airport it was set in stone not <laughs> happening that was airport. pretty much immediately too <laughs> <laughs> we did not make it far it's not my first time either <laughs> uh all right well a ton of football went on over the weekend um there was plenty of good stuff to talk about, a few bad things to talk about. Um, I just kind of wanted to touch briefly on all of the quarterbacks that had their first little taste of action over the weekend. Trey Lance threw an 80-yard bomb. It looked fun, and then he didn't look great after that, and I think that's you know going to kind of be you know overshadowed by the fact that he threw a sports center top 10 play with his second pass, but overall – five of 14 128 yards that's it's camp news it, i get it it's camp news but you don't love He's to fine. see that news. I, okay all no, of honestly it, all I, of his camp news from here on out and I until think the be- season between him and fields um obviously it's not a competition to especially justin one fields preseason day. game happy justin fields say um but honestly it was great to see the spark from both of them um they both had mistakes but it's literally their first nfl action and it's preseason everyone's rusty no one even knows what their offense looks like especially with new rookie quarterbacks so it was great just to see them in action and i think we're all happy about that and yeah it it was was. That, that one bomb obviously padded his stats a little bit and i'm sure he'll be working towards fixing those in the future and then honestly we watched the first couple fields drives and they did not look good but no. then he fixed them at the end so He's, that was he good. settled in in the third quarter and yeah. justin fields looks 
He looks fine. I would not put him out there first game still. I'd still let Dalton handle Aaron Donald, but if the Bears want to throw him out there, that's fine. If they want to just get him in there and get it going. I, I disagree. I think let the veteran play. Dalton can't be that bad. And if he is, you got the perfect replacement. If the it's line true. doesn't get any better, we should just start Foles. I like that Peters signing. Though. You were asking me about that at the draft. You're like, yeah. is Jason Pe- Jason Peters is good, right? Like, dude, seven he's times. Old. years old. But... He's old as shit. And yeah. he, but he he filled a serviceable role last year with the Eagles when we had no offensive line, and obviously he'd been on the Eagles for a long time. But he's a great tackle, and I think it'll what basically is what he's going to do is going to bridge the gap between those young guys coming back. And honestly, I'm pretty sure that he's a left tackle, and he's going to protect Fields' blind side. We definitely Great. need that. If you guys play IDP, you need to uh, pay attention to what Alec Ogletree is doing. Yes, pick him up right away. If you play IDP, he is going to be fighting for a starting job at this point. It, it looks like at least it's going to be hard to keep him off the field. It's gonna gonna be off the. It's gonna be hard to keep him off the field. Um, all right, enough, my... about, enough about the Bears. Enough about the Bears. All right, fine. I'm Let's just move... I'm kidding. No, I think we fine. should keep talking about them. We'll, um... move, we'll move to the another team in the NFC North, uh, the Green Bay Packers. We finally, after all this time, have gotten to see Jordan Love play, and he gets hurt in the first game and hasn't been able to practice since. So uh, he was 12 of 17, 122 yards and a touchdown. He didn't – he looked good. I mean – it was oh, it was kind of surprising. Expected. Exactly, it was kind of surprising because I don't think any of us really thought he was going to be great. But he didn't look bad. He's not Aaron Rodgers, obviously, but serviceable. Um, I will mention also in Green Bay Packers, Kylan Hill. I would just go ahead and stash him. He looks like a, a passing down back um, for them, and that might end up being something for Dynasty. I, obviously, season long value redraft. Don't worry about it. Not not your thing. Not him. He's not going to do anything this year. But if you're in a dynasty league, just see if he happens to be sitting there. Maybe throw him on your taxi squad if you have one of those. Um, and just go ahead and get him. Um, also in that game, Houston, Davis Mills finally got to play out there. He's a rookie. 11 of 22, 112 yards and an interception. Not great. I think they're gonna. I think they're going to stick with Tyrod uh, as long as Deshaun Watson's out. And that's kind of I, – I think that's just what they're going to – gonna do who knows what's gonna happen to sean watson he's he seems uh, you know the eagles are still out there trying to trade for him apparently who yeah, knows who knows, where, that, who I, knows I, where that's gonna end up i'll i'll be brief on the eagles this time because there's a lot of teams or whatever but they're yeah, not let's gonna start, let's start they're not gonna, eagles next they're not gonna trade for him honestly there it's over jalen hurts is gonna go out there and play really good football um obviously he only saw like two two series so you didn't get much of that. The one thing I did like is the fact that they put every running back out there except for Miles Sanders. So that, that tells you a little bit about Miles Sanders' uh, value and that, mm-hmm. yes, there's going to be some people behind him and it's going to be some sort of a committee, but they obviously – Miles Sanders was not injured. They just didn't play him because they know better, basically. 100%. There you go. That's my catchphrase. I did not 100%. know 100%. I did yeah, not know 100% was something I say a lot, but I am now finding myself saying it a lot, and I need to – Maybe put a counter in the corner and I can drink every time that it gets said. That was, another, that was another catchphrase of the weekend, boys. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's just let's move. God to damn two. it, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, uh, name, name. no we're going to move to two head scratching things from the weekend. Uh, the first one is Sam Darnold did not play a preseason down. Has he deserved this? Does it? Does that something that he seems like he deserves? No. Like is he good now? Are we are we no crazy? I don't understand how I get that they don't want to get their starter hurt. Fine. 
I is Sam Darnold too good to be taking preseason snaps because I don't think so. I, I get the logic of the first preseason game, but if he doesn't see an extended amount of play in the next couple, I'm not feeling any better about what I felt about Sam Darnold. And it no. wasn't very good to start with. PJ Walker looks good. So it's like, why would you give us that look? Cause now it's like, it's well, maybe, maybe PJ Walker could play like, who knows? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I like them. Maybe with it was an audition. Too, so they were like, Darnold sucks so much. We just got to get an extended look at this guy. I guess so. so. Like that's what it looked like to me because yeah. I mean, PJ Walker looked pretty good. I mean, he was mobile. He threw that really long bomb to Terrace Marshall. That's been all over Twitter. Um, I mean, that was more of a PJ Walker highlight than a Terrace Marshall highlight for me personally. Cause you know, Terrace Marshall got ran down, but PJ this- Walker looked fine. It was weird. Do you think DJ Moore is down a little bit right now? Not because of just Terrace Marshall, but just because of Robbie Anderson being there, McCaffrey being back, and then Terrace Marshall in addition, and then a terrible quarterback on top of it, unless P.J. Walker goes in. I'm not confident in Sam Darnold. I'm Joe's already on that island by, by himself, and maybe we need to get a boat to head to that Swim island Swim on over, too. Bill. I know, apparently so. I thought he was going to be salvageable, like – as long as he's okay, their their whole team's gonna be okay. Like a Jimmy Garoppolo thing, where as long as like he's doesn't ruin everything, he's gonna just keep the boat afloat, and that's all it was gonna be. But for, kinda, a, team, I, for a team structure thing, I mean, you would assume Anderson's gonna take over number one just because of the connection he has with Darnold. But Marshall looks pretty damn good, and they're not gonna be able to keep him off the field. And if he's bigger and more of a red zone threat than DJ Moore. Probably going to take away more. He's not more. fast. I, that that I will I will give him. He's I, not not quick. I think my problem with DJ Moore is like with it's not even DJ Moore's fault. It's all the uh, uh, other pieces. It's almost like a Evans Godwin situation. Like if just one of those guys were on a team, they'd be a, a top five wide receiver. But the fact that both of them are there, and then not to mention Antonio Brown, I just think that DJ Moore's big play season. I mean, he had a really good year last year, but McCaffrey was injured most of the year. Mm-hmm. Now you bring him back in the passing game and then you got Robbie Anderson and then you bring Terrace Marshall in and a somehow shittier quarterback. Maybe. I don't know. We're, we're still waiting on it. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Move on to our second head scratching thing. And that's the Dolphins backfield. So it was Malcolm Brown first and third down and Miles Gaskin second down. And then it came out today that, he said, or the coach Brian Flores said that it is looking like a three back committee. I, I'm sorry. I just, I still just, I, I know that he said that and maybe that's what he's going to try, but I, I still just, I think it's Gaskin's backfield. He's just better than Malcolm Brown. So maybe it'll be that way in the beginning and then it'll shake itself out towards the season goes on. But I, I don't know. I just, I, I have never been impressed by Malcolm Brown. Back about a month and a half ago when we talked about the Dolphins and um, I told you that Gaskin really isn't that good. You didn't believe me, and I don't think that they're seeing it from him, even in camp, much less in the preseason games. I just – I think that it's going to be kind of like the Rams last year where it's – Akers is doing good. We're going to keep him in there. Henderson's doing good. We're going to keep him in there. Malcolm Brown, you know. I mean, Malcolm Brown's in that situation again. So, um, I just – I don't think there's any overwhelming talent there. I'm surprised they didn't draft a running back. It was just, that was my biggest head-scratching move for Miami. Or trade for one or anything. like Sign Gurley or something. Like, I mean, not a great there's move. Still, but... There's still going to be cuts, though. So yeah. It's very yeah. possible someone lands there. Right. I've been hearing Mark Ingram might be on the bubble in Houston. So well, The Eagles have, like, 12 running backs right now. So I was about to say, I 
feel like uh, Jordan Howard's not going. Well, back there, I was about to say Jordan Howard wouldn't go back, so that wouldn't make any sense. But, so yeah. Lindsey got the nod. That was pretty cool. He did. And then I they asked that. David Johnson, and he said he's not happy with his role right now. So he's, well, gonna, he's never going to be happy been, again. We've he's been a, saying Lindsey's the back zone in that backfield. Is it actually coming to fruition now, or are people actually seeing this? I still think there's a lot of people in the backfield, so that's still scary. David Johnson's still going to have a role, and honestly, mm-hmm. maybe that feeds David Johnson's ego, and maybe he actually starts playing with like he can still, yeah, or could, I guess, past tense. But he's only like 27; he's not that old. Mm-mm. Well, but Philip Brunzi's 24, so no, obviously I get that, but I'm just saying David Johnson to fall off that ledge like he did is just wild to me. It is, it is wild, but I don't know. Rick I still think walk away, still think it, right? I still think Rick it's Philip Brunzi's. Philip Lindsay's backfield to take um, a couple more things. So Drew Locke looked really good. That was weird. Um, kind of seems like if he plays like that for the next two preseason games, I don't think Bridgewater's starting because no, you look good. And Jerry Judy still too. looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jerry Judy can't yeah, walk. That's, that's definitely a problem. Actually, they, I saw a thing that was a, a clip and it was literally Javante Williams would have walked into the end zone if Jerry Judy, aside one block would have done his job yeah so I don't... which is bad because if they pull him out of there on rundowns he's not going to get as much work because they're not going to switch him back in for exactly every pass play. exactly and that that could be a huge problem for jerry judy going forward um, I, own, I own a lot of stock in him so i'd really appreciate if you learned to block right <laughs> well according to the broadcast that we listened to is the best receiver in the nfl or one of best them. one one of well, the, the thing best. is so Drew Locke looked good, but so did Teddy Bridgewater. It wasn't like Teddy Bridgewater looked bad. By it's age. just I don't know. It's he just like most of the second. Drew Locke inspired more confidence in me than Teddy Bridgewater did. They neither of them were bad, but this is kind of the problem they've had since they signed Teddy Bridgewater. It's none of them. Both of them are just okay. They're not great. Yeah, and if you have two okay options, you don't have a good option. So, well, what about the Melvin Gordon news that just came out? Um, about how he's got some, I want to say groin, but I do not remember because I was busy today. But um, he had, had a news that there's an injury with him right now. He didn't play, which obviously he's a veteran. So Javante Williams looked really good. That five for 29 is a terrible representation of how he played. Huh. Um, first, and, first week. Oh, no, no. I'm just saying like the stats don't match the performance. Right. He looks so elusive, man. He looked that great. man's got the balance of a champion. That that hurdle flip he tried to do is kind of scary. I didn't like that. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. trying to get the guy to play all year, but uh, I don't think it's long before that run. Uh, whole offense just goes right through him. Basically. Right. Well, not to mention Sutton coming back. This team is going to look different this year. Even with a bad quarterback, I think that they can skate their way to a potential playoff spot. I mean, they're not going to they're not going to have an easy route to it. But I mean, the team's good and the fantasy performance from it is going to be great only person i don't want to own right now is melvin gordon i don't i think i can agree with that it's gonna um, be hard to score on that yeah. defense so so yeah it's true with those good defense additions um i'll just run through a couple of names of people that maybe we should just have as your like little roster watch thing um rondale moore seems interesting for the cardinals it seems like the role that they're going to use him in I could be a fun one. Um, seems like they're just going to throw it to him out of the backfield and let him run. That could be fun. I like yeah. that. Um, Ramon J. Stevenson for the Patriots. If you're in a dynasty league, I'd go ahead and just stash him maybe real quick. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year. It might not even happen next year, but he looks like LeGarrette Blunt to me. And 
he competes quick. So I think that could be fun. Um, Josh Palmer, who we talked about when we got to the Chargers, they fed him early the entire time. So he could definitely uh, end up being something. Josh? Yeah, I, you said Josh, and I thought you were going to – I was like, yeah, I actually had one. I was going to talk about <laughs> You said uh, Josh, and he had his palm up. So I thought I he know, had palm over. Josh Palmer. Yeah. I feel yeah. I'm going to pick him up in fantasy now. I need to get him. Uh, no, actually, one person named to watch right now, um, Eagles wide receiver, you know, call me a homer is all you want. Quez Watkins uh, caught a what was essentially a screenplay and beat everyone for a 79-yard touchdown. Um, and that right side or left side, whatever side uh, – Devonte is not going to be on is wide open right now. Um, so that is a name to watch. Just monitor. Wouldn't be a bad idea for dynasty. I'm pretty sure he's available in all, unless you have an Eagles fan in your uh, league. Uh, but yeah, no Quez Watkins, a name to watch just because we don't really have a third receiver. And if he can do that, then we replace Deshaun Jackson, basically. hundred percent. I like, I, I like that name. That was one I had written down. Uh, and the other two are uh, Corey Davis for the jets. Seemed like he kind of solidified himself a little bit. He he got the first uh, five passes from Zach Wilson. I, I just feel like Corey Davis is just such a consistent target. Well, I mean, obviously it really came out last year, but in general he's always been there for those those quick plays, and I think that's what he's going to be used for. Uh, probably get some deep routes here and there because he did do that on Tennessee a little bit, but I just think that those five passes in a row, I mean. From Zach Wilson. I mean, that's His, his role that's seems starter. pretty Michael Thomas-esque. If you ask yeah. me, he's just the big guy. He's going to be the safety blanket right there. They don't have any tight ends to speak of. Michael Carter's little guy. So I think those quick slants and everything are going to be. So we're, we're done with Herndon officially. Oh, oh yeah. So thank you. Please. please I tried. Me. I tried. I picked it up in too many leagues. We all tried and we all thought, okay, well, this is the year that they're going to use a tight end really well. And no, never happened. I just feel like we all kind of boosted Elijah Moore so much that we kind of just forgot about Corey Davis. Well, Elijah then, Moore's injured right now as well. So he it's is. hard to say. But, but yeah. it, it seems telling to me that that was the first option he went to um, for the start of the game. Um, and then the last one is Amon Ross St. Brown for the Detroit Lions. I think he's a decently good Cooper Cup-esque player for you. In PPR, I don't think you're not going to want to have him on your team. If you're in standard scoring, I'd probably stay away because I, I see a lot of like five for 27s or maybe like six for 40, which will get you 10 points in a PPR league. But if you're not, it's going to be worthless. So just something to monitor. You don't necessarily have to draft him. Maybe into the bench kind of guy for you if you're looking for somebody to stash. If you're a real point, if you're not playing PPR, what the fuck are you doing? It's a good for point. Like, I I am in way too many leagues that I would say, hey, why aren't we a PPR? And like, oh no, we should, we're just this, this is the way we've right. always done this for real. I I don't understand. You limit why. the player pool so much. Sorry, Josh. Well, no, no, no. It's just it doesn't make any sense because it's like people think that oh that only benefits three players, and it's like it really doesn't though. It, it benefits everyone because everyone gets a point for every catch that they get. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey or Kamara will end up with like ten on a game here and there, and that's great for running backs. But that also opens up those uh, Austin Ecklers for PPR and helping out and getting points. So gotta hate it. It, right. it makes more than three valuable tight ends, and that's huge for position depth. Yeah. So if you're in anything more than a six-man league, you pretty much have to play PPR. I'm telling you, some form of it. And if you're also in a six-man league, man, do something. Find some more friends. Yeah, maybe you might a have a roster like Josh has if you're in a six-man league. 
I do yeah. have a great roster, which we're going to get to soon. We we will get to that. Just a few more preseason notes. We'll just talk a little small thing on defense. Um, Chase Young continued to be awesome, so nothing to worry about there. Micah Parsons looked more than capable in his debut. Uh, Patrick Sertain had a pick six, which we all kind of like – you know, didn't really love the pick because we thought they needed a quarterback, but it is good to see him get a pick six in his first uh, think, preseason game. I Thank you, Denver. Brings, yeah, I, agreed. Just to feel safe. Feels there. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think what's great about that is they really haven't had a good corner since Aqib Tlaib left. Um, I mean, obviously they had star power there, but they just didn't really have what they used to have with Champ Bailey and Aqib Tlaib. And I think that really, and I think that's what they were mainly looking for is trying to replace that old Denver Broncos defense because they're big play defense more so. So I think it's a great move. I think, yes, they could have used a quarterback, but if they're as bad as everyone thinks they're going to be, they'll get a quarterback next year. You're right. You're right. Um, also, also, yeah, did not say it that time. I, I know. I feel like you're actively trying not to, and I don't like it. I actually am not. I'm, I'm, I'm just letting fluid things come out. Um and also Joe Tryon, the linebacker that the Saints selected, he also looked pretty good. He was really good at getting through the line. Um, and then I'm just going to end this with Tebow does not look like a fucking football player. Can we get him the hell out of here? The, I, the, cl- the clip you showed me, you're like, hey, yeah. check out this clip on Tebow. And I kept expecting him to, like, get up and catch a ball or something, but he just kept flailing around. And it like, looked it like the jellyfish the in the worst ocean. Worst box I've ever fucking seen in my life. Get him out of the league. What the hell are they doing? What is going on? If you're going to be, be a third string tight end, you have to block. At least make contact. Like, he didn't even make contact. He kind of just, like, brushed up against him. I actually – I didn't even think about looking. I want to see what Jordan Matthews has been doing. Um, uh, he, he's, I, I'm just saying these these new tight ends and whatnot, not for, not for any fantasy purposes, but just to see, like, how they're, you know, adjusting to their new role. No, I get it. I just – God, unbelievable. Bad by a Tebow. I just, I don't know. I'm surprised that when he tries to block like a bunch of cherubs don't descend from heaven and just lift the defensive player to the other side of the field. It is kind of surprising. And uh, and I, I, did you have more on that? Nope. No, that was no. it. Oh, I saw some some injury news, some big name injury news at least. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw Devonta Smith in there. I know he's not big injury, but he is back at practice. Uh, Justin Jefferson is back at practice in a limited fashion. Um, and what is his name? He's a big name wide receiver that also is is a little questionable. Oh, Diggs, the guy who beat me in the fantasy football championship last year. Right. I don't know how I could forget that name. Uh, no, he's back in. Uh, he, he is. They're saying it's not a problem. He's got a little shoulder injury. He's a little dinged up. It's yep. still early. Do not. Camp news, man. Camp news. Well, we're going to end it on some camp news real quick. Um, Roster's got to get cut down by next week a little bit. They've got one cut, one round of cuts tomorrow, and then I think another round of cuts on Thursday or something like something like that. I don't know. The schedule's really funky. they got to get rid of like five players tomorrow and then five players in a couple of days. Um, just a couple of notable people that I've seen rumored from, you know, just the, the beat writer sites. Uh, Cornell Powell for the K- for KC. He's a rookie, and they're li- maybe looking at letting him go. That might be really telling about <laughs> Cornell Powell for Kansas City, especially since they don't really have a submitted wide receiver too. The fact that they might let him go. Um, Dallas is probably going to trade Jalen Smith, which is interesting. 
Um, I've seen that from a couple Cowboys sites that um, and he, they don't really like how Jalen Smith has looked in camp and did not look good in the preseason game. So he might be on the way out, which is a huge name, but they're not going to cut him. He's just they're looking probably to trade him. I, it's, it's a rumor. Might want to keep an eye on it. And then uh, Jay Sternberger, third round or third year tight end out of Green Bay, looks like he might be on the way out in Green Bay. You're welcome for that third round pick, Billy. <clears throat> yeah, I, um, I don't feel bad. I had such high hopes for Jace. Maybe the back to the pal news. Um, it might actually just mean that what they're seeing from Pringle and Hardman is good in camp. Because I think I've liked what I've seen from Pringle. There's been a lot of good reports about him. He looked okay in the game. I mean, obviously they're not playing with Mahomes right now, so it's a little hard to tell. But maybe this is just. But it, it is shocking that they're cutting a you know what sixth round pick um, just this early, especially for a team that only has Tyree Kill and Kelsey. I completely bug it. All right. Let's take a break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about our draft that we were just a part of. What's good IDP army. It's Jordan Reigns, And quickly, I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on the ultimate IDP index. The ultimate IDP index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players rookies or veteran for 2021 inside you're going to find contract information tiered idp rankings detailed player production profiles going back to 2017 suggested trade values and a whole lot more including unique write-ups unique videos that will only be available within the ultimate idp index but to me probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly so you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league at any given moment so what are you waiting for sign up for the idp army patreon today patreon.com forward slash the idp army join the black ops tier and join the idp army today All right, go out and join that IDP Army Patreon. Um, Jordan was up at the Fantasy Football Expo. He said he got a lot of new subs, a lot of people involved with that, so that's good to hear. We will definitely try. Well, I, we'll be there next year, right? No, I mean, we will be there next year. We will make sure we plan our draft around yeah. it. Unfortunately, we had to do the draft this weekend because of myself, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, no, we will be there next year. We, we, we botched that one, or I guess I didn't even know it existed or was that day did until not. after our draft. We planned this draft in like March, so it kind of just sucked that we didn't really know about, you know, an expo that we hadn't even, we hadn't even had a podcast yet by the time we found out that there was an expo this weekend, of course. But we were still we'll make it next year, that 100%. We were just still spitballing ideas. But anyway, we'll be there next year. Join that. Drafts are coming up, so you're going to want all that information, and it's going to be good for season long too. So go ahead and get involved with that. So, for the second half of this podcast, we're going to go ahead and talk about our personal home league draft that we had this past week. Now, I hear you. You don't want to hear about our fucking fantasy football league. However, we have some interesting things that we would like to point out to people about ADP. That was from, you know, what happened in our league. Um, we just have a lot to that we'd like to just get a lot of thoughts that we'd like to get out about our draft this past week. So, Joe... Do you want to start out with your team? 
Yeah, I got the ultimate uh, upside team. Um, we play keepers in our league, so I had to throw back Kamara and Adams this year, which Thank definitely you. put me behind the block uh, as far as that goes. So I kept Tyree Kill and DeAndre Swift. Um, I still think Swift's going to make Kamara-like moves this year and start catching footballs left and right. Um, but I needed a more sure thing. I guess you could call it a sure thing. I don't really know. He's a rookie. So I took Najee Harris with my first pick uh, to start right there. I did which, take which for, for reference is the 25th pick since we all have two keepers. Yeah, there was definitely value there. Um, yeah. So I ended up with him, Daryl Henderson, um, Damian, Damian Harris, and A.J. Dillon, which I think is a pretty solid running back committee um, without having shit to start with, basically. Well, um, Henderson was a steal because there was – we our running backs went quick. Like they were uh, – and, and it falls off a cliff, as we all know, at like – 15 20 so be, be prepared don't go no running backs this year because you're not getting you can get some guys you might get one but you're not going to hit on all of them sorry joe no you're good i i thought henderson was a great pick there um i i felt really dirty taking him because i'm not you know it's just kind of like i need a shower after picking him i'm not super excited about it but as a third third running back there i think he's very serviceable uh the thing that killed me was the uh <clears throat> the wide receiver depth i mean people were just snagging the running backs and like you said josh as soon as chris carson gets taken everyone's in full panic mode so they start reaching can we call it can we can we coin the carson mixon line you know like the, the carson mixon line <laughs> the carson mixon. mixon line so we have the carson mixon line because that's kind of where the, the running that backs really is though fall yeah. off the cliff is the yeah. carson mixon line you got daryl henderson under the mixon line which is nice but um, yeah, that is pretty much it. I was I was kind of shocked that um, Davis went and grabbed Carson in our league. Um, there's, if you listen to the podcast, he'd know that Montgomery was the pick right there. But um, yeah, he, he grabbed him a little early. He was Ceh went pretty high too there, um, and then Montgomery and honestly Sanders slipped down to like the thirty seventh pick of the draft, thirty eighth pick. No, it was the the value of wide receiver that was just really what got me. I mean. <clears throat> oh yeah, CD in the fourth. I thought that was gonna he was gonna go way sooner than that. I got Ayuk in like the seventh. I'm not really sure how the hell that happened. Followed that up with Jamar Chase and then Antonio Brown and Darnell Mooney. Um, I'm pretty high on Antonio Brown this year. If if one of those two Evans or Godwin gets hurt, I think we start seeing a little bit of a retro Antonio come back. And uh, even with them there, I start to think he eats more and more and more into their uh their targets so yeah i see 10 to 12 a game probably yeah yeah i i agree with the injury situation like he is the ultimate hand wide receiver handcuff right now um but honestly i i think this actually a full year of antonio this year barring any you know antonio like business um i think it cuts into gronk's line more so than anything yeah. I think I think Gronk's numbers go down. I think obviously he's still there. He's still going to make plays, but I think like fantasy relevant wise, it's going to be really hard to start Gronk this year, in my opinion. Especially with OJ Howard coming back too. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. Um, yeah, anyway, to just to recap my team, I, I thought I was kind of fucked at wide receiver there for a second. I just had Hill, and then CD fell to me, and then I went with the trio of Ayuk Chase. Or, uh, and Antonio Brown and Darnell Mooney was able to get late. So pretty happy with how that turned out. Um, it's the ultimate upside team. Um, if these guys hit, 
definitely going to be competitive. Um, I felt that's how I had to play it this year with his stock, how stacked several of these teams are. But um, pretty happy with it. I just realized you grabbed Damian Harris. I did. You reached a little bit on that one, but I like it because he looked good in the preseason game. And uh, Cohen is out for a little while. So at that at that ninth ninth round is not a bad spot to get him because, man, there's some weird running backs. Once well, you get past it's not Damian Williams. He's Damian Harris from New England. Oh, oh man! See, my brain did not process that right. I thought, I thought that's who he drafted. Damian Williams looked good as shit, though. I'm Damian really Williams glad I is going to have standalone. He's going to have standalone value this year. Don't I? I think it. Kansas City screwed up letting him go. I mean, I know that there's probably some contract dispute. I, I agree a hundred percent. I think he, they're going to regret that. Was a champ, and I have not seen it from Ceh yet. That is one of my people that I am not as high on. Or who behind him? Uh, Daryl Williams? No. Darwin Thompson? No. Jarek McKinnon. I mean, come on. Hey, I like Jarek McKinnon. I want to. I like I him too. See him, I, I want to see him thrive. They need to trade for Amir Abdullah, and they need to <laughs> fucking let him get his 200 yard game so I can uh, at least hang my hat on something in my the, life. The Amir Abdullah game. All right. Well, I'll go next coming, because boys. we Josh's. We kind of we need a moment to get through his entire roster. So my keepers were Travis Kelsey and Derrick Henry. Felt like that was probably the smart thing to do. It's top tight end and top three running back so couldn't really start much better than that i'm gonna tell you this year i do not like being in the ninth spot it is not good yeah but ninth slot in ours with the keepers makes it a lot more hairy i actually don't it does the ninth slot in, it, in... It, in normal drafts maybe but in this draft it got hairy for me because everybody i wanted kind of went like right before i did um so at the ninth slot i was hoping to get Najee harris or antonio gibson both of them went right before you know two or four slots before me so i went with aj brown um liked him a lot went with jk dobbins after that um my running backs are derrick henry jk dobbins miles gaskin trey sermon and philip Lindsay. it's a kind of a hopeful running back team it, it it's gonna kind of hinge on some things like trey sermon taking a lot more role in the backfield there or philip Lindsay, you know squashing yeah, david is. johnson miles gaskin squashing malcolm brown J.K. Dobbins fending off Lamar Jackson from running the ball. Like it, it's gonna, it, it's gonna kind of need a little help, a little oomph to get me all the way there with the running backs. But one of the four of those should hit. I, I think that I feel good that one of them will hit. You know, at least um, wide receiver wise, when A.J. Brown, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Chase Claypool, and Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown and Jarvis Landry. Um, already kind of said earlier in this podcast why I like a Monroe St. Brown, Jarvis Landry. I got like almost the very last pick, very late. I'm kind of was kind of surprised at that a little bit. He is still a starter for Cleveland, and I think he's got a better connection with Baker Mayfield than anyone else on the roster as far as throwing it out of the backfield or throwing it the ball as a wide receiver. I blame a lot um, of that on the jet lag. You guys probably won't have a lot of jet lag at your draft. It'll probably a little less jet lag, but it's it's one of it's it's one of those kind of guys where like if there's somebody that's slipping like that, like snag him because it always happens every draft it, too. It, somebody will fall. Like obviously Jarvis Landry's going to be probably better than Amon Ross St. Brown this year, and I got him two rounds after him. So it's just I don't know. It's one of those things where just make sure that nobody slips by you. Um, Kenny Galladay, we'll see what Daniel Jones can do. Will Fuller, we'll see what Tua can do. Like I, I kind of got all 
wide receivers that maybe have a question mark at quarterback a little bit. I mean, maybe not Baker Mayfield and maybe not Big Ben, but then again, I don't know. Um, I did the rare quarterback wide receiver running back uh, stack, which I did not do purposefully, but it kind of fell that way because I grabbed Ryan Tannehill. And I'm I'm happy with the team. I, I think it could be good. Uh, it, it's going to need some help. That's that's the only problem. If Tennessee's good this year, if they're as good as we think they're going to be in that division, then I'm safe. I'm good. I'm going to make the playoffs. But if Tennessee's at all bad, well, there's next year. You know. Well, I think you you set yourself up for some keepers next year as well, which is I, big. That that is the other good thing because Claypool could you know make the jump. I'm, I thought the play, that was a great play pool pick. You got him in the 10th round mm-hmm. after a lot of random wide receivers like Tyler Boyd was drafted before him. Um, not that that's a bad pick, but just uh, a little I mean, different. Even people like, I don't know, Odell Beckham went before him. I think Claypool could be better than Odell Beckham. I like the upside on Odell, actually. I mean, I like the upside too, but I mean, I, I trust Claypool over Odell going into the season. 100%. Thank you. So, yeah, that's my team. Josh, let's get on to your... Do we want to talk about the monstrosity? The, the Monstars, which... You, right. know how, you know how it ended for the Monstars, by the way, just saying. You know, I didn't watch whatever. the second one, but the first one they didn't do so hot. Um, no, so I had uh, Christian McCaffrey last year and still made it to the championship, even though he did absolutely nothing, if that tells you what kind of stuff I had. I also had Mahomes for his entire career, and I had to drop him back, which was sad. Uh, but I ended up keeping McCaffrey and Taylor and then won the Beer Olympics. And uh, drafted Kamara, who, thank you, Joe, appreciate that. So I started off with some really good wide receivers, and then I watched all, or running backs, and then I watched all the running backs slip, and I actually ended up with some pretty good wide receivers as well. I got Allen Robinson and Keenan Allen, the the Allen brothers, on the turn there. I did choose Robinson over McLaurin. That took me a second. I just, I'm not sold on Washington just yet, and I think those added uh, added players in there, I think Dami Brown, Curtis Samuel, um, I think it's just going to, it's going to cut into his workload. He's really been the only guy there other than Logan Thomas. I think I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I just chose Allen Robinson and Allen over him because they're the dudes on their team. And there's not much talent behind other than Mooney, Joe, sorry. Mooney's um, taking that job. And then the, <laughs> the biggest questionable thing I did was I drafted Herbert in the sixth round. He was the third quarterback off the board. I just, I had Keenan Allen. I think my logic was, I had Mahomes for so long. I need that young stud who's going to go out there and put 30 points up consistently. And Dak could have been that dude, but really Lamar and Kyler. I just, now that I look at it, I had them both. I I think I had Herbert at five and I think I had all three of them above um, Herbert. Maybe Herbert was six. I don't know exactly where, but I just couldn't draft. I couldn't pull the trigger whenever did I had Kyler Murray's name in my hand. I just couldn't pick him. Um, after that, I grabbed another running back because everyone else was doing it and grabbed Javante, who fortunately looked really good the next day uh, in practice. Then I went all faithful for the Eagles and got my Devonta Smith and Jalen Hurts action to back up Herbert. Uh, my slip of the draft that I got to grab was Debo Samuel in the 10th. Um, I was shocked to see him there. I <clears> thought that was great value for him. I think people forget how good he was before he got injured. Um, obviously, IU had a breakout year, but it's them too. Like They're both going to get... I would imagine equal-ish work. Um, and then I went Goddard for tight end, which I don't feel good about. I actually was going to draft Kyle Pitts. He made it to the end of the sixth round, and I had the turn, and 
the top four or five are gone. I was going to grab Kyle Pitts, but the jersey shirt that these two bought me, I wore just for shits and gigs. And my buddy Danny goes, I know you like him, so I'm going to draft him. And I was like, I'm actually kind of upset about that because I was going to grab him. <laughs> that was the value that I don't mind grabbing. Damn it, Danny. You ruined the Damn joke. It. Damn it, Danny. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, I did a couple little things after that. Nothing crazy. Irv Smith for my backup tight end. I, I've ranted and raved about him. Grabbed Murray to back up Kamara. Uh, and then I grabbed Curtis Samuel, who was super late. And I like Henry Ruggs. That was like my last pick of the draft. I was pretty happy about that. Um, but yeah, overall, the keepers definitely helped me. But I, I built a at least decent supporting cast around them, filled some roster holes. And looking forward to them top three running backs, I'll say. Yeah. I just want to point out on the quarterback thing that that combo thing is awesome to have. So if you can if you can manage to draft a combo like that, it definitely helps you because you're getting double points essentially. Now it's not something that you should actively look to do, but if the board starts falling that way, it's it's not a bad thing to it's not and a bad thing to do. It should be said that we all did it. Yeah. There was a lot of us. All that three, did it. all three of us did it. Yeah, yep. we all three did. I actually usually don't do that. I've had I had Mahomes for three years, and obviously I never really had a chance to get my hands on Hill or Kid or Kelsey. Um, but my thing was is Keenan Allen's the one wide receiver there. Yeah, Mike Williams. He is literally in free agency right now, and we drafted eighteen rounds. So um, obviously there's some defensive players there. So really fourteen offensive players. But I just think that when you have the one guy, like if you have Mahomes and you get Hill or Kelsey, absolutely. If you have uh, Herbert and Allen and Rogers and Adams, like that's the kind of combo you want. You don't want to grab like Matthew Stafford and Amon Ross St. Brown. You're not like, that's not your combo that you're looking for. No offense, Bill. I'm not trying. I'm just thinking, I just, also, they, you got to make sure they're on the same team. I was going to say Matt Stafford will never be throwing them. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, round. my God. He's on, not oh. on the lines anymore. All right. Jared, anyway. be Jared Goff, which that was, nobody that was needs that. Dude, jet lag, man. Was, I'm still <laughs> trying to get back from the jet lag. No, it, it keeps things fresh with you not knowing what players are on what team. No, keeps, so, keeps me and Joe thinking, honestly. Yeah. Make sure that's we true, know what we're talking today, about. So I'm just going to go ahead and shut up. <laughs> well, back to the – I want to bring up the running back. I took Najee Harris over Antonio Gibson, and that kind of – been kicking that around in my mind a little bit right there. But um, I feel like he's, he's just going to get all of it. I mean, there's no – I mean, McKissick's not going away, and Jarrett Patterson looks really good in Washington, so I think he's going to get some play. But um, I just don't I see anyone. About... <clears throat> oh, I don't see anyone taking anything from Najee, and that's that's why I ultimately went that direction. It's it's a good thought. Uh, JD McKissick actually bulked out. He's on the Washington. He's on Washington, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, yeah. yeah, he actually bulked up a lot. He doesn't like that he's a pass catching back. He wants to be a real running back. Like he. So I'm not saying he's going to take over Antonio Gibson, but I think he's here to play. And he did look pretty good last year, just in a backup role. So fair enough. Um, do we maybe? Make, oh, sorry. No, make sure when you're uh, when you're in the first round. I'm starting to see Aaron Judge slip a little bit. So be sure to draft Aaron him. Jones? No, no, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, the the line the or the left fielder for I think the Yankees. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Watch sense. out, Josh. You should draft him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, Aaron, Aaron Jones and all the mock drafts I've been in are, is making it to the third round. It's wild. People start worrying. People start worrying about wide receivers, and I assume that's who you're talking about. I don't know. Do no, no, I was making a joke about you drafting someone who's not even playing a sport that we're trying to draft for. But who did I draft that doesn't play a sport? Well, you said Matthew Stafford was on the Lions still. Oh so no, I just, no, no, I, I extrapolated that. on that stupidity. I, I did try to draft Jamal else. Adams once and wrote Josh Adams on the board, and then someone picked Jamal Adams, and I, I, I was just sitting there like, yeah, 
Josh Adams that. has zero equilibrium. Yeah, he falls over a lot. The fluid in his inner ear canal is non-existent. I don't think he's on a roster anymore, unfortunately. Poor guy. No. All right. Do we maybe want to come up with one name on the list that either went way too high or way too low? Um, if you want, I can start out. I think that LaVisca Chenault went a lot higher than I thought. Um, he went in our draft, which given there's keepers involved, but he went in the sixth round, which I was kind of surprised at. I thought I thought maybe he would sneak down the board a little bit further and that I was going to be able to get him in drafts a little bit later. But it appears, at least, that you know people notice that he might be getting a lot of work this year from Trevor Lawrence. So that, that seems- was very proactive on that one. He, well, there was, he, he was he talking about he, he wasn't alone about the guys he wanted and he got the guys he wanted. Yeah, it, it just kind of surprised me that he made it to the sixth because I thought in other drafts that I was going to be a part of that maybe he would make it to the eighth, ninth round. That would be a nice snag, especially if you're going all running back heavy at the beginning. A, a receiver like LaVisca Chenault will be great in those late rounds. But if he's going to go in the sixth round, oof, that is that's a lot. That's higher than I would have imagined. I thought uh, Calvin Ridley going in like the eighth round to uh, Jake Burns, who did not even draft him. <laughs> <was a> phenomenal <laughs> value. No, no, he didn't try to draft him. He just thought he already did. He did yeah. try to draft Henry in the fifth, though. That yeah. was I was proud of him for that one. Drafting over Zoom is not as fun as you think. By the way, no. if you have an in person draft, show up to your in person draft. Just kidding. He had to work. We we all. It was an excused absence. It's just it's a lot of complicated for the person that's trying to relay the info. Absolutely. Thanks, Bill, for doing that for us all. Um, I actually thought the uh, the slip of uh, the Evans Godwin brothers um, was was pretty. Uh, obviously, that was the round of running backs, so it, it makes sense if you look at the draft board. But I thought that one of them would get drafted a little earlier. Um, not that I'm upset with where they went. I think that's fine. It was fifth round, but um, which is a little different with our keepers and whatnot. But I just assumed that someone would bite on them. I get it. I get why they didn't because it's always hard to like which one of these guys is going to be the guy. And I don't have that answer. So, um, but I I think the, the wide receiver depth is just stunning after looking at it on the draft board here. Don't, don't grab them too early, but don't forget about them. Well, Chark went four rounds after LaVisca Chenault, just to bring back my LaVisca Chenault point for a second. It's just, that's shocking to me. That was a steal by Davis. I thought people saw Chark as better than LaVisca Chenault, so to see that is interesting. LaVisca has been trending is the problem. Camp news. Um, Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I don't think he's not good. I just think that – I think that they're more closer to – and not in the perfect talent sense, but they're closer to an Evans Godwin than people think. Like they're even pretty much. Maybe They they have Marvin Jones there too who also looked good. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I just like have built him up too much in my mind that now I'm just shocked to see that. Um, another one I wanted to mention real quick is uh, Zach Moss went, I think, was at the eighth, ninth round. That seems crazy to me. That, he's probably the starter there, and he seems better than Devil Singletary. I don't know if that's going to be as much of a split as this board would think. So you might be able to snag Zach Moss. I mean, he went after Leonard Fournette, Michael Carter, um. Well, Tony Pollard, but I'm, I I don't know. Bill might have been making a joke with that one. I'm not sure, but like, I think Zach Moss could be up. The up should be up. His stock should be up. The Bills are going to be good this year. They should be running a lot because they'll be ahead a lot. So theoretically, Zach Moss should be getting a ton of work, right? Like, I, I he's better than Devin Singletary. But the thing that kills or 
worries me about Zach Moss. He is a value where they got him, but is Breda being there? Because I don't think Zach Moss is going to get anything in the passing game this year, hardly at no, all. Probably not. All and then he's going to get vultured at the goal line by Allen, which is also scary to me. It's I like possible. Zach Moss. It's I've got possible. him in a lot of underdog drafts and everything because if it's- Buffalo is smart, they're going to limit Josh Allen flying into the end zone at full speed. But uh, if he's if he's going there, I'm dra- I'm grabbing him in every draft. I'm sorry, tenth round for him right yeah. there is phenomenal. Value. That's like your fifth running back probably by the ninth round. I well, mean, depending on how depending on how it went out. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, Jake, the Burns man did a did a good job. Yeah, for drafting over Zoom. He was also sober, so that kind of played a um, yeah. That's not really fair, but we'll we'll allow it <laughs> to his advantage. I got Darnell Mooney in the thirteenth round, which thank all you fuckers. Yeah, we had if, him ranked. We had him ranked higher than that. We if had it, the, if uh, it's Dalton throwing in the ball, that's the only thing that scares me. If it's Fields throwing I, in the ball, Dalton can still chuck it. Mooney to the moon. Okay, well, I just saw CD Lamb get wasted for an entire year because Dalton was out there. That's, then again, Solomon kind of got thrown Dibucci. into a crazy situation right there, too. Okay, if you're going to get thrown out there with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb, and you can't make it work, I'm sorry. Like, Didn't they sign him, like, middle of the season, though? No, he was, was their backup. He was, he was there. The backup, yeah. And he just – Fucking Aaron Judge. Wasn't ready. Sucked. Aaron Judge. David Moore went in the uh, the 14th round. That was kind of interesting. I I don't know. I is that a good signing? Like, no. I I asked him if he meant Elijah Moore, and he said no. So I was just like, do you, do you think it was DJ Moore? Like, I, <laughs> we just I let it go. Know. Yeah, I guess it's just one of those things to jet lag. Jet lag. I just I get nervous. I like, I'm just get nervous that David Moore might not even make the team because they have such a large amount of wide receivers already on that team. So it's just, I don't know, whatever. I'm not here to judge anybody's thought process. If they, if there's a plan, there's a plan. It's not for me to judge. Do we think, are we high enough or do we think T.Y. Hilton's dead? Is he just done? No, I don't think he's done. I just don't think anyone's excited about him anymore. He doesn't have what he used to have. No, but I mean, 13th round, you're talking like 125 picks in. That's not. I think, it's a skill. I think it's, it's, a skill it's good spot. value. For this. Yeah. It's it's about where I would hope to grab him. I don't. I would not be comfortable grabbing him higher than that. Because if you see all the wide receivers ahead of him, just mm-hmm. barely. I mean, maybe I would take him. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders. I would take him over everyone in that round before him. Yeah, I. Well, maybe not Sterling Shepard, but definitely the other two. I would rather and, have T.Y. Hill than Sterling Shepard. But you all know how I feel about him. Hundred percent. I know y'all are so down on Sterling Shepard for no reason, in my opinion. But I don't, I don't, I don't actually dislike him. I just, it's there's too much crap going on with that team. I, I just don't believe in. Well, Jer- Daniel, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones is the problem. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I hate it because I know Giants fans. I've been talking to Giants fans on Twitter, and I get that they're hopeful about their quarterback situation. And I, I love you all. You are going to blame Jason Garrett for this, and I. Am behind you 100%. I hope you do blame Jason Garrett for this, but it's just like, I, I don't know. I already do. Well, yeah, but it's partially the fact that Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones, but that's okay. We'll we'll let it slide. Um, all right. Do you, have all, do you all have anything more to talk about with this draft, um, this redraft? We should do it again next week. I'm going to go ahead and preemptively say, no, I'm good. 
<laughs> I'm I'm not recovered. I'm not either. I, if you can't tell, really we're we're, we're in it, but we're not all the way in it. We'll be back next week with full Hold vengeance. On. And next week, I think we might. I hate tying us to something because you know we might flip that plan three times before next week. I'd like to get a mock draft in with us three and then all bots, um, and just see how it happens, what we think. Maybe we can put that out live. Maybe we can do it for um, YouTube or something. I don't know. Um, and maybe we can try to do something a little bit more interactive for a change. Get us off our asses. Yeah, I want to do calisthenics on the podcast. There you go. You could, yeah, let's do a let's do a yoga pod where we just all do yoga and we I, can I all bear it. We can tape it. We could all bear it. Uh, our Airbnb was lady doing is yoga on the beach. The most phenomenal lady in the world. Um, we may or may not have put a hole in the wall. We're not one hundred percent sure. Um, no way we did. But she was uh, very nice about it, and uh, she's a gem. Fair enough. All right, let's get to closing points real quick. Let's make them quick. Joe, you go first. Enjoy your drafts. It's one of the best times of the year. Enjoy the time with your friends, the stories you tell, the fights you have. It is a great time, and you will cherish it forever. So have fun with that. All right, Josh, what do you got? I think I think we're just happy that football's back. There's no there's no closing thought here. We're all just excited for football to be back, even if it is just preseason and camp news. Um Everything's ramping up on Twitter and on ESPN and Matthew Barry's back. Thank God. Um, so we're just, we're just ready for the football season, man. And we're just all ready for all the draft season. Uh, we do ours a little early, but uh, I'm looking forward to all the rest of them. hundred percent. I'm an OU fan. They got named number two in the AP poll today. Um, this girl put out on Twitter or this, this, you know, this, I don't even know if it's a fan or not. She said, is Spencer Rattler good or is he just Oklahoma's quarterback? We all take offense to that. We have the last three starting quarterbacks for OU all starting in the NFL right now. So suck it, fans of other teams. Jalen Hurts, starter for Philly. Baker Mayfield, starter for Cleveland. Kyler Murray, starter for the Arizona Cardinals. And not in that order. If you don't think Spencer Rattler is going to be a starter, then you just aren't paying the fucking attention. So I am done with this podcast. We will be doing a college podcast earlier this week where we will dive into shit like this. Joe will be on it for sure. Josh will be out of town, so he will not be on it. And we are going to have a lot more to talk about on that podcast. So please look out on this feed because we will have it on there. It'll be short and sweet, probably 30 minutes or so. But we're going to cover everything you need to know about the college football season coming up. Joe, get us out of here. 100%.